Welcome to Betrayal Trauma Recovery, BTR.org. I'm Anne. I'm sure you remember what it was like when you were searching for help, maybe for your husband, hoping to find the right program or therapist. That's why I started podcasting. I supported my husband through seven years of pornography addiction recovery, and not one therapist during that time told me I was experiencing emotional and psychological abuse and sexual coercion. I didn't want any other woman on the planet to be in the dark. If you're like the majority of my listeners, you're experiencing the type of abuse that's invisible and difficult to wrap your head around. Your husband is using porn or having affairs or lying to you, and you're getting the same bad advice about how to improve communication or your relationship. If you need support from women who totally understand, check out our daily group session schedule at btr.org group. We'd love to see you in a session today. One simple anonymous way to help spread the word is to click, follow, or subscribe to the Betrayal Trauma Recovery Podcast on your favorite podcasting app. While you're there, every five-star rating helps make this podcast more visible and will help save other women from getting the wrong kind of help, like a couple program that will make this type of abuse worse. For those of you who follow or subscribe to this podcast, thank you so much. Your support means so much to me. This week, Elizabeth and I are finishing our conversation I do have some announcements to talk about the playlist that I created and how you can get a hold of it. I'm going to do that and just share some of my own feelings before we get to the end of Elizabeth's interview. If you have not heard the beginning of Elizabeth's interview, go back two weeks, start there, and then join us here. I created a playlist with the help of Virginia and some other people on the BTR team about healing with songs that have helped us heal. Um, I'm kind of a little bit embarrassed because I don't know if all of you really like dance music. I, I tend to gravitate more toward like the sort of techno version of things. And I like dancing and I like walking and I like moving. I really love exercise. So this might not speak to you, but it might. There's a couple songs on here that I just think are amazing. One of them's by Taylor Swift called Mad Woman. I'm gonna share some of the lyrics So before I go on to find this playlist, join our email list or our newsletter. You can go to our website, btr.org, scroll to the bottom and put your email in there. You will be receiving a link to this playlist eventually. It's not the first email that goes out, but just kind of keep an eye out for it. So I wanted to take you through why I chose some of these things and kind of the order of them. It starts off with us maybe trying to be that person. We're trying to be the person that he wants us to be. We're trying to be that person that society wants us to be. And then it kind of moves into like, are we even loved? Does God love us? Then it moves into this, this he is abusive and then anger stage. And then near the end of the playlist, there's songs that are sort of accepting the situation. So that's kind of the general feeling of the playlist. It is a long playlist. There's like 40 hours of music maybe. And so just take what you like and get rid of the rest. Only hold on to the songs that you enjoy and please don't like be offended because I interpret some of these songs probably differently than you do. But I want to talk about some of them specifically. At the very top of the playlist is a song called Mad Woman by Taylor Swift. The chorus goes, every time you call me crazy, I get more crazy. What about that? And when you say I seem angry, I get more angry. There's nothing like a mad woman. What a shame she went mad. No one likes a mad woman. You made her like that. And you poke that bear till her claws come out and you'll find something to wrap your noose around. 
basically he's trying to make her seem crazy so that then people can say, yeah, there, she is crazy. See, that one's really good. Um, Rescue by Lauren Daigle is really good when you're feeling super sad and you feel like you're all alone. And if you're a person of faith, that like no one's coming for you. If you're not a person of faith, if you're agnostic or something, I want you to imagine that the universe or karma or something is coming. Um, Lauren Daigle's song, Come Alive, is the same. Lady Gaga's song is called Million Reasons. And this one is fascinating because this one is like why we stayed so long. It's like I have a million reasons to leave or set boundaries, but then you give me one good reason. And in this case, it's grooming. So you can kind of see it both ways. Like, there's one good reason to stay. That one's something to really think about. An awesome cover of With or Without You, which I think is how we all have felt at one point, right? You can't live with them, but you also can't live without them. So what are we going to do? A song by Milk called Quiet really speaks to me, where she's just like, I can't stay quiet anymore. And I'm not sure if you've seen the Netflix show Moxie, but if you have not, go watch Moxie like right now on Netflix. It is excellent. Talking about uh, misogyny. I included some of the Encanto songs, Waiting on a Miracle and Surface Pressure. Waiting on a Miracle specifically speaks to me because isn't that what we've all been waiting for, right? We're praying, we're waiting, we're hoping. The lyrics at the end of that song say, I'm ready. Come on, I'm ready. I've been patient and steadfast and steady. Bless me now as you blessed us all those years ago when you gave us a miracle. Am I too late for a miracle? I included the song Sister Suffragette from Mary Poppins. The Let It Go Beerson remix. So I listened to this song on repeat right after my ex was arrested and just trying to let it go. And it really helped me. It would be better if it was sing by a woman, obviously. And so think about that as you're listening to this playlist. If it's triggery for you to hear a man sing it, then maybe skip it over. You don't want to get triggered, but it may be helpful. Skipping down to the song Say Something, I put the Pentatonix version on here. It really speaks to me because after my ex's arrest, I, I heard nothing. Like he didn't try to get into the house. He didn't try to resolve, you know, anything. He didn't try to apologize. Thank goodness he did not groom because I would have fallen for it for sure. I did not want to get divorced back then. So I felt like say something, do something. Don't you want to save your family? IDGAF, I did the clean version. That is a Dua Lipa song and it's just got a really fun chorus. I love this section that says, so I cut you off. Everybody loves the Kesha song, Praying. I highly recommend it. I put the Oliver Nelson remix on here so it's a little more peppy and a little more dancey. Taylor Swift's We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together and Dido's See You When You're 40 is really good as well. My favorite section of See You When You're 40, she says, so see you when you're 40, lost and all alone, being comforted by strangers you'll never need to know. Not sad because you lost me, but sad because you thought it was cool to be sad. You think misery will make you stand apart from the crowd? Well, if you had walked past me today, I wouldn't have picked you out. Castle's the Sam Feld remix by Freda Writings is just about how after a breakup, she is going to build castles out of the rubble of what happened. Really good for motivating you. Breadwinner by Casey Musgraves always helps me feel like I did the right thing in moving forward. Actually Happy by Blue Eyes. It's a way to 
describe maybe how you're feeling happy in a situation that maybe you shouldn't be feeling happy. This is toward the end of the playlist where the songs turn more to like creating the life that you want. There's Show Yourself from Frozen. I put Short Skirt Long Jacket In by Cake. I love this song, number one, but I also just love how it's describing. He's got a crush on her and she is just hardcore. She's changing her name from Kitty to Karen. Like she wants to be a Karen. She wants to be able to like say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what needs to happen. She's not misogynistic in trying to like, oh, you don't want me to make plans and you don't want me to be detail oriented. You know, like I am changing my name from Kitty to Karen. I'm trading my MG for a white Chrysler LeBaron, right? Trading in her sports car for a very practical car. I love the idea of he really likes her. She is no nonsense. If you're thinking, if I'm no nonsense, you know, no one will ever love me or appreciate me, listen to that song. It'll help you. Me Too is super fun by Megan Trainer. It says, if I were you, I'd want to be me too. I'd want to be me too. And I don't think she's saying, if I were you, I'd want to be Megan Trainer. I think she's saying, if I were you, I'd want to be myself. All of us should want to be ourselves. I put some kind of old school stuff in there, like Bad Reputation and Rebel Girl by Bikini Kill. Rebel Girl by Bikini Kill is in the movie Moxie. At the end, there's a song from Encanto called All of You. There's a section that always makes me want to cry. I'm not sure if you've seen Encanto, but at the end, a bunch of people come to help them. So all the people are coming and they say, lay down your load. Lay down your load. We are only down the road. We have no gifts, but we are many and we'll do anything for you. That part of that song, All of You, just always hits home. It still makes me cry and tear up because there are people out there who want to help you. You will be able to lay down your load. They are only down the road and they might not have much to give, but they are many and they'll do anything for you. I know you might not know who they are right now, but there are people who love you and care about you. Better Boat by Kenny Chesney and When I Get Where I'm Going by Brad Paisley and Dolly Parton. I don't know if you'll like this playlist. I have found music to be so, so, so healing. Moving has been really helpful to me. Just listening to music and just moving my body, getting out, going for walks, trying to move that trauma out through different means than just speaking, but actually stretching and shaking. And there's another song. It's also by Kesha. It's called Raising Hell, and it's super good. It's just about wanting to do the right thing, but maybe in a way that people don't approve of. And we know that setting boundaries and trying to get to safety is not something that a lot of people approve of as we're making our way to safety. And another one is called The Best is Yet to Come by Shepard. I had a really cool moment with my son. I was playing a song, and it's had this misogynistic theme to it. But I was really liking it. And I, I said, oh, you got to hear the song. It's so good. And he said, mom, this song is terrible. It is objectifying women. It is treating women like objects. Like, why are you listening to it? And I said, no, that's not what it's about. It's about this other thing. And he said, mom, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. It might be about that other thing, but the thing it's trying to teach is misogyny, mom. This is not OK and it's not acceptable. I'm so proud of my son. I'm proud of men who are recognizing this kind of thing. And I'm grateful that he is able to recognize it and call me out on it. There are so many songs like that. 
that have objectified women throughout the ages. The only thing he's talking about is how beautiful she is, right? Or how in love he is, but not really about her traits. That's another reason I added that short skirt, long jacket song by Cake. I am 44 years old. I am not a teenager. So if you're like, why is she into all these teeny bopper songs? I love pop music. Please forgive me if you think that that's lame. If there's a song that has helped you, please go to this episode on our website, btr.org. Scroll down to the bottom and you can comment. And please comment with the songs that have helped you. If a song does not help you, you could also comment there. Kindly please say, hey, I'm glad Anne found this song helpful. However, I do not find it helpful because of this, this, and this. And maybe you can point out some things about it that aren't great. Maybe people would like to hear some commentary. It would be fun to have some comments going back and forth. So again, if you're interested in getting this playlist, get on our website, btr.org, scroll down to the bottom, put in your email. A few emails in, it will come and it will have a link. If enough people click on that and listen to it, they may make it public right now. It's not public. You have to get it with a link, but hopefully eventually it will be public. If people search for the words betrayal trauma or infidelity or something, this list will come up. They won't only find the playlist, which was really helpful for me and it could be helpful for other people or it could be triggery. So, you know, it could go either way, but um, that they'll not only find the playlist, but they'll also find this podcast and find us. Thank you so much for all of your support through the years. I've recognized lately how happy I am and how different I feel than I have felt in the past. And I'm grateful to be in this space. I'm so grateful to be feeling like, wow, my life turned out amazing. And I'm so thankful for all that I went through. I'm grateful now for my job and my kids and all the things I get to do. I never would have had the opportunity had I not been married to an abuser, been through that experience, but also the experience of post-separation or post-divorce abuse in sharing children with that same abuser and that continuing and not being able to get away. I'm still in close proximity and my viewpoint has changed. So many things have changed. There is light at the end of the tunnel with support and with continual steps forward, with boundaries, you can get there. And one day you might, like I did, look out and be like, wow, color, the sky is blue and the trees are green. And I didn't realize that I was living in this muted world before. If that's triggering to you, if you feel like I'm not there, I'm not there. And it's never going to be like that. One thing you might want to consider doing is listening to this podcast from the beginning. On our website, you can search the podcasts in different order. So you can go on the website, btr.org, and you can look at the podcast from the beginning to now rather than like on Apple Podcasts or other places where it's the last podcast first and then it goes backwards. Listening to it in chronological order will help you hear my change and my healing in real time. It's been six or seven years for me and that is a long time and you can actually hear it and it might be helpful to you. The reason why I put all the instructions on every episode, some of you have been like, there's too many instructions about BTR group sessions and stuff is because some people only listen to one episode. They don't listen to a bunch of them. And so they only hear that once. And I want them to know that we have support available. We love you. We care. We made the most accessible group sessions in the world. There's multiple sessions a day. Our coaches are well-trained and amazing and ready to help you. It wasn't because I wanted to annoy everyone to death. It was because I wanted to make sure that everybody knew the resources that we have available, both on our website and on Amazon with my book, Trauma Mama, Husband Drama, just all of the resources available. So I appreciate those of you who listen to episode after episode and you find it a bit redundant. 
I appreciate you being patient with that for women who are new or women who only listen to one episode. You're amazing. I'm so, so honored to be able to spend this time with you, to continue to be able to interview you and listen to your stories and think back about when I felt that pain and also so grateful not to feel it anymore. It's, it's a miracle and that miracle is waiting for you too. Speaking of being so grateful to be able to interview you, we are now going to continue with Elizabeth's interview where she's talking about having family members really not understand the situation that she's in. Unfortunately, his family was still very much angry at me. I had deleted him off my Facebook or something like that, but I hadn't been able to bring myself to get rid of all of his friends and family yet. And there was one post I made that said something, I can't remember exactly, but they found it offensive. And they called me out. His aunt said something about how I was driving around in my car, which had a Purple Heart license plate on it that he had made me put on because as I said earlier, that was very much his identity. And that I was just trying to like get credit or something or look good because I hadn't changed my license plate yet. That you wanted people to think that you were the Purple Heart? Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. And probably also, sorry, to put words in her mouth, that you were using him all along. Or something like that? Yeah, for your own aggrandizement. Yes, yeah, something like that. Which, by the way, is exactly what he was doing. So that was just projection. Yeah. Whatever comes out of his mouth and he accuses you of doing is what he was actually doing. Right. And I know for a fact that she did not come up with that on her no. own. She doesn't even live in town. So she would have had no way of, of knowing what license plate I was had on my car. That's straight out of his <laughs> mouth for sure. I exactly. Love- yeah. Yeah. And other women are, get accused of being gold diggers or just wanting the image or like I'm an attorney. And so she just wanted to be married to an attorney. Yes, exactly. I tried to move on. The divorce was finalized. I sort of was finding myself picking up the pieces and just realizing how much my childhood had contributed to to what had happened. And honestly, it almost started to begin to feel inevitable. Like here I was having grown up with such a traumatic experience and dysfunction, never having dealt with it, you know, never going through that in counseling or having people say, hey, that wasn't right directly to my face and saying like, it should have been like this. I was bound and destined to repeat that sort of situation. You're thinking this to yourself? Yeah. Okay. I don't think this is true, by the way. People tell this to survivors all the time and it's just luck of the draw, by the way. (laughs) I think sometimes who people marry. I do think so. I do think so. I think in my case that I was attracted to that behavior because it was familiar to me familiar to you yes the like victim blaming part of that because some women might be quote-unquote attracted to that behavior but then their husband ends up being amazing you know absolutely so I just want to say to like at least just for my own maybe you don't agree with me but I'm like none of this was your fault we're never so broken that we still deserve to be abused right but anyway okay so you're here at this point in your life where you're thinking this is an inevitable due to your injuries Yeah. And that's still something that I'm working through. I think maybe part of that, that sort of thinking is maybe evidence that, you know, I still have a lot of healing work to do. And then that's definitely true. But it's really hard to think about so many things being outside of your control. Yeah. (laughs) 
you know, you want to think that through your life, you're making these conscious, good decisions, you know, and, and they're not because of patterns from your past. But I think in my case, um, I was very much going down the stream and not really being aware of my own agency, my own sense of self and my own ability to shape my own world. So I am definitely still healing. I'm trying to do better about owning my story. Thank you for giving me the chance to do that. There's, like I said, not very many people who who know this about me. And there's a lot of themes that I'm trying to deal with around shame and rejection and abandonment that are really painful. And at the same time, and I think this is probably my personality, but I can see like the gifts that have been given to me because of my experiences and not to say that they were good, but they've shaped my understanding of other people really well and shape my ability to deal with grief and to deal with hard situations and to sit with people in, you know, in, in grief and hard situations and just be with them. And I'm grateful for that. Now I'm remarried to a really wonderful person. He is very steady. He's very respectful. He's extremely smart and he really loves me and he really values who I am. And that is something to get used to. (laughs) I've had to get used to that because I, you know, I still have tendencies to want to earn his love. Those two things don't work together. Earning and love, they don't work together. And I think that's something I'm going to be working through for the rest of my life. But, you know, I'm I'm definitely on that path. When you said marriage doesn't have to be hard work, you were speaking from experience, right? Because your current marriage doesn't feel like hard work? No, it doesn't. And maybe that's a testament to how hard I worked before. So this seems Mm -hmm. really, you know, easy in comparison. It is an honor to serve him because he it's like, that's just what I want to do. And it's, it's easy for me to think about things from his perspective, because that's, I spent so much time trying to understand, you know, my former husband and his way of thinking. And I'm also really cautious about making accusations or, you know, I'm I'm extremely self-aware about how things are affecting me. And so I always think about things through that lens instead of just reacting. Not to say that we don't, you know, have scuffles and and things that we work through, but comparatively, it's a breeze. If there was anything I could just like pour into our listeners, it would be hope, hope that you can have a peaceful life, hope that you can heal, and faith that any action that you take towards safety will fruit something. Because I think so many victims think, well, I could try, but it wouldn't do any good. And sometimes it doesn't, right? Sometimes you try to have that conversation and it doesn't do any good. Another thing I've been thinking about lately is there's a scripture that says God does not give his children a rock when they ask for a fish, right? He gives them a fish. Mm -hmm. And I think abuse victims always think, I'm just getting rocks. I'm praying and I'm getting rocks. And God's never going to give me a fish. And I think the reason that happens is they don't realize that there is an abuser in between them and God's blessings who's literally swatting the blessings away. The fish are coming our way, but he is there like, nope, nope, nope. You can't get them. You can't feel God's love. You can't feel people's appreciation. You're going to feel isolated and they're swatting it away. And so God really does want to give us the fish. We can't get the fish because we have an actual like evil or wicked block in our life keeping it away to have faith 
that every step you take towards safety will fruit something. Yes. God does want to give you a fish. And I'm so thankful and grateful that you found a relationship where you feel loved and you're starting to feel God's blessings. It's amazing. Yeah. You're starting to feel the fruits of your own righteousness, where even if you're really submersed in church culture, even if you're really submersed in scripture, even if you're doing your best to be righteous, you cannot feel the fruits of your own righteousness when you're married to a wicked man. Yes. And coming to terms with the idea of that wickedness that's been so close to you all this time and affected you so deeply is really hard. And there's a lot of grief there because you thought he was something and he's actually something else. And it's like, you know, the ground is disappearing out from under your feet and you have to learn how to stand up again and realize that that's okay. Like that, those experiences are what they are, but there's also solid ground out there. Processing our stories is, is part of that. As you've shared your story, the one thing I'm hearing is strength and an awesome sense of responsibility for yourself and your own life. That's one thing that I just find awe-inspiring about survivors is that even though we are victims of other people's absolute atrocious behavior, we have still maintain the sense of responsibility for ourselves and our lives. And that is what helps us get to safety. And that is what will help us live a life of peace. And I think it's remarkable that almost across the board, all victims maintain the sense of responsibility, even when acknowledging that they were a victim. And I think that's really cool. And I hear that in your voice. And I hear this strength and, and this humility that you acknowledge your injuries and are working to heal them from a place of humility. And that is just so inspiring as well. So thank you so much for sharing today. If this podcast is helpful to you, please help us reach other women by following or subscribing and giving us a five-star rating. Thank you for helping other women find us. If you've already purchased a copy of my book, Trauma Mama, Husband Drama, please circle back and give it a five-star rating. A lot of women are searching for books about betrayal trauma on Amazon and rating Trauma Mama will help them find this podcast, which is free to everyone. Your donations keep this podcast going. Go to our website, btr.org, scroll to the bottom, click on support the BTR podcast. And until next week, stay safe out there.